Hi guys, welcome to the next edition of our Northwich podcast. Uh, and I'm here at the Joshua Tree in Sandyway. Hi ladies. Hi. I know that you're really looking forward to this, Pippa. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, for people who don't know what the Joshua Tree is, could you give me a brief synopsis? Uh, tell us about a bit where we're sat in this amazing facility here and then talk about the ongoing uh, sort of journey of, I know we hate that word, of the Joshua Tree. So uh, what is the Joshua Tree? Um, well, the Joshua Tree is a charity that supports families affected by childhood cancers. Um, it's the only charity of its type within the UK that does that, um, specifically in that we support families for as long as they need it. Um, this brilliant centre that we're in is something that we have moved into, been here now for three years. It's taken 17 years for us to get to this stage, which is incredible. So Lynn and I had a local family from Northwich when their son Josh had cancer, had leukaemia at the age of four, um, started the charity. Josh is now a really healthy young guy. Um, and they've worked really hard with this vision and this dream to create the charity to continue to support families in a way that they didn't have it when they were experiencing um, Josh's um, leukaemia treatment and diagnosis. And so we're really lucky to have it. It's a purpose-built support centre that facilitates lots of different activities and interventions with a great family support team, um, which is, is thriving, absolutely thriving, which we're really pleased about. Yeah, yeah, we are, we are incredibly lucky. So uh, my job of head of family support is to sort of lead the lead the troops, as it were, to listen to what the families really want and how they best use our services. So that beautiful element that Linda and Di have given us about being a bespoke service for however long the family need us really means we've been able to tailor our services and listen to what the families are saying is missing from okay. um, their community maybe or what they've lost during the time their child's been really poorly. It's quite an isolating and lonely time. Yeah. Um, so for us, the, the, key, the key thing we want to kind of give back to families is that opportunity to not be alone, okay. to know that somebody else unfortunately has had the same shared experience um, and to give the family time back as being a family. They are plunged into such a heavy world of medicine and medical language and big massive decisions and a parent becomes a caregiver and a child becomes a patient and yeah. um, we have the beauty of being able to give them back the parent and the child ro role in a place that gives them some fun, some relaxation, a, a place of calm um, and a place that you know they get, they get to make some really meaningful friendships. So it's incredible that there's nowhere else like this in the country. So do you draw on quite a wide area then for the people who use the, yeah. the centre? So we have um, over a thousand family, uh, sorry, a thousand people that use our services. Okay. Um, and that's predominantly in the northwest of England and into North Wales. Okay. Um, but what we're finding is we're having referrals from all over the country, um, even as far as Barcelona and Orlando recently. Wow. And I think that is the nature of being really bespoke. So what we find is when people are looking for support for siblings, for example, we're the first things that come that come into that Google search because there isn't anything out there. And that's really heartbreaking, really, to know that that recognition isn't there. Um, what we see most frequently is that ripple effect of yeah. that cancer diagnosis. So okay. we, we see the amazing work that people do around the poorly child and maybe the, pa the main parent that's in the hospital setting. Um, and that's fantastic. We're not we're not taking away from any of those things that happen, 
but there's normally a brother or sister at home that's really struggling. There's probably a, a, the other parent, the grandparents, yeah. the aunts yeah. and uncles, even the school community at times yeah. that are falling to pieces because they don't know how to help. No. Okay. Uh, they don't know how to feel. They feel guilty when they're, you know, feeling isolated or lonely because what their brother or sister's going through going is even through. worse. Yeah. Um, even feelings like feeling jealous. Um, okay. There's lots of gifts. There's lots of attention yeah. shared to the poorly child. So, okay. you know, there's there's a real missed opportunity for that sibling at home to be supported. And that's where we come in. Okay. So at, at the point where that child's poorly, we might not n- meet them first off. It might be the siblings at home, right. the grandparents coming for stay and play or coming in the after school clubs or coming for the school holidays, yeah. anything like that. It's just a, a safe place to be. Um, and yeah, at, at later on down the line, so that whole image you see on the television where they ring the bell and life goes back to normal yeah. we know that's not true okay we know that that's probably the point where families fall to pieces most when they really? realize what they've been through and and i guess that the world doesn't actually really look the same again there's okay. almost that inner fear that lives for a really long time hmm. that's i would never have thought of it like that i suppose yeah. most people wouldn't would they there's so much emphasis and celebration put on ringing the bell and that's yeah. the end of treatment but actually yeah. like Danielle says that's when a family comes back together again and it looks completely different to how it did before they yeah. received that diagnosis and so it's how do you gel them back together you know it's such a traumatic time there's a lot of PTSD okay. you know re-engaging in schools going back to work working with the siblings so a lot of therapeutic supports put in place then so a lot of what you do is post ringing the bell yeah yeah, right? potentially, yeah. or or helping them get to that point. Okay. So we do have more and more referrals from diagnosis onwards, um, but that might be for a safe space that's got some really good infection control measures so that the family feels safe. You know, places like play centres and things aren't particularly safe no. places to be where you've got a lowered immune system. So that it could be for something like that, but uh, the majority of our work, um, and certainly where we come into our own, is, is post-treatment. And also, you know, not forgetting the families that don't have the celebration of ringing the bells, no. you know, and the bereaved families that we support that can never left behind. It's really, really, obviously, incredibly difficult and traumatic for them. But there is a place for them at the charity as Absolutely. well where we can support yeah. them, kind of come to terms with what's happened. So this facility was completely funded by donations. Yeah. yeah. No government help at all. We don't receive any statutory funding whatsoever. Wow. So everything is from everything is from donations. Everything. We were really lucky during COVID that we were able to tap into quite a lot of grants to be able to okay. complete the building. It was okay. completely empty. We had nothing in it. We had no paint. No, I think we had a toilet and a sink or something. Um, so we were very lucky with the local community and grant funding, um, and donations from individuals and organisations to allow us to complete it to a standard that we're so proud of and we absolutely yeah. love. And yeah. the families really love it as well. Yeah. And it's evolving all the time with feedback, isn't it, of what the kids want, you know, which rooms they want. And We have um, one of the quotes from families that stick with me most is being compared to a five-star luxury holiday. Mm-hmm. So that's not just about the all environment. All-inclusive All well. five-star luxury holiday. You know, in my head, it's on a beach with a cocktail. Yeah. Been, you know, <laughs> taking in the rays. But I guess the serious side to that is the families don't have that no. space where they get to be them no. and, and, and in a space that's so beautiful and so and gives so much back yes um, and they get to relax you know and the parents um, get to you know chill out or have reiki or massage or just read the paper in a really beautiful garden with yeah. amazing views while the children get entertained yeah. so 
Fantastic. You know, it's it's a pretty cool place to be, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So has it? I suppose it's evolved since. Well, certainly since Josh, you know, yeah. fell ill. Yeah. Uh, but has it evolved in the last couple of years or since COVID? Yeah, I guess to put that into context, we've grown by four hundred and fifty percent in the last two years. Wow. Um. Wow. So. As scary so as that just is. Just to interrupt. When you say grown, you mean the amount of people who use the, the amount, facility? The amount of the new referrals. Okay. So, because we don't ever have a cutoff of when a family stops seeing us, we don't really, unless the family says, Thank you so much for everything you've done, but we're ready to move on, we wouldn't necessarily close the door to that family. Okay. So, that is just the growth of new families that have been engaged with us, which, as you can Gosh. imagine, is, is uh, sad to know there's that many people that need us, but we're relieved to know that. That, that message yeah. of us being here is getting getting out there. It's getting out. So yeah. is the centre... Is, is, is centre the right word, by the yeah, way? Yeah, support centre. Centre, yeah, OK. So is, is, is the centre... Can it cope in the long term, you know, with the amount of people that want to use it? <laughs> good question. It is a good question. Um, and every grey hair on my head is attributed to that very question. What was um, that quote you got today about trying to book into... Um, it's like getting, trying to get Glastonbury tickets. Yeah, trying to book <laughs> right, into yeah. one of our activities because... You know, post-COVID, we were kind of like, how do we get families into the centre? How are we going to utilise this? What do they want? And obviously, obviously everyone was nervous about infection control yeah. and coronavirus and everything. And now it's like it's been um, referenced as trying to get tickets to Glastonbury to mm -hmm. get into a family support um, activity. So, yes, you know, I mean, obviously there's a serious business need there for us to grow and, yeah. and in some capacity to be able to yeah. cater for everybody. And I think the beauty of that is we are ambitious. We know we're needed. Yeah. We've got a, a really good understanding of what our families tell us that we want. And, you know, and we are fortunate to be a charity that's got the stability to grow. Okay. Yeah, we're in yeah. a really good place. Yeah. We're fully funded here completely. Um, and we've got an incredible board of trustees and a really strong strategic plan moving forward. So the charity's in capable hands. It's just I don't think we'd have realised quite how quickly it would the demand would be there no. but then also you know that's what we want we want every family who's affected by cancer to know about us so that yeah. we can support them in in any capacity it's just we're trying to make sure that we do that in the way that is beneficial to them and to them. and we can deliver it and you can keep going yeah. yeah yeah sustain so what what's it become about more about since covid then is it more to do with people wanting to be together in person rather than on yeah. zoom or whatever absolutely so i think we've all got that whole technology fatigue thing going yeah. on haven't we but I guess if you if you recognised the point where Linda and Di set the charity up 17 years ago technology wasn't as advanced as it is now so the connectivity of sort of staying in touch quickly over FaceTime and things like that is, is sort of advanced massively um, but the opportunities to be together to, to be heard to have somebody with a shared experience to kind of say okay well my friend my child's lost all of their friends because they've not been to school for a period of time yeah. there's nobody to invite to their next birthday party and then all of a sudden they've got a community of people here that yeah, have got yeah. real real meaningful connections so it's beautiful to watch that happen when I sort of look at ways to measure that we're making a difference that's my biggest one is that they've stayed connected away from here yeah okay fantastic it sounds very I'm sure it's hard work but it sounds rewarding it is and I think that that's it. You know, one of my most favourite quotes is from a mum that says, "Welcome to a family that nobody wants to be a part of, yeah. but now you're here, you'll be loved." Yeah. And it, and it's sad that we need to exist. We don't want no. <laughs> in one breath yeah. we don't want to be needed, but the fact that we are and 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 that you know as well, medical science is advancing. That's amazing. But right now, there's families that need us, and we're here. Yeah. 
Okay. But we also work really closely with other organisations and charities. So like Ronald McDonald House in Manchester, Manchester Children's Hospital, you know, Alder Hay, loads of different Rubens Retreat, lots of different Maggie's organisations and charities where we can kind of link our delivery and support so that no family kind of slips between the gaps as well, isn't it? Which is really important. Yeah. So I think now other organisations are starting to see the work we do. It's, it's really having a, a positive impact, which is good. Fantastic. Anything else you feel you, you need to get across to people? I guess for me, and it's, it's quite unusual for me to do the plea for help, but I guess... Um, <laughs> That's because you I guess whilst we're on that trajectory of growth, if there's local businesses, if there's local people that want to help support that growth, um, right from providing services, whether that's you know uh, an opportunity for us to do activities at a, a, a venue that somebody owns, or whether there's people that could potentially sponsor or support activities that go on, yeah. um, you know we would we would always welcome that support. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And from a fundraising perspective, it's I think the local community have seen how successful the charity's been in in getting to where we set out to be, but now we've got to sustain this, and like we say, we don't receive any statutory funding and. The cost of delivery for a family is increasing. It's around about £5,000 a year now, which has gone up um, for, for an average family, isn't it? So, mm -hmm. And obviously, when we talk about that 450% growth, it was around 15 new family referrals a year before COVID. And last year, we received 90. Yeah. Um, so with the cost of each family of about £5,000 a year, and it's purely based on grants and, um, and donations, then obviously any support we can get but it's also raising awareness as well isn't it yeah absolutely. you know tapping in um to other families that haven't heard of us but yeah we need all the support we can get to keep going well that's why we're sat here talking so thank you <laughs> <laughs> you are very good right. <laughs> uh no that's obviously very important so, so yeah. you, you do get grants as well as funding then yeah we you? get grants grants from, so, from who so then? children in need we've had a grant from that's okay. just ended okay. um um, Steve Morgan Foundation supporters, the National Lottery over in Wales, we have Wintermore, um, National Lottery Wales, so we do okay. earn some, earn some smaller grants, we do, um, we do have grant funding which is great, um, but you obviously have to keep applying and sometimes yeah. they're a one-off for 12 months, right. um, okay. you know, that's, it's not continued and it's okay. kind of a new uh, route every year that we have to try and keep doing that, but we are looking to sustain the funding for that and having more secured funding over a three-year period. Okay. Um, so that we can, can obviously put those plans and strategic plans into action. But, um, but yeah, and then the rest of it is through fundraising. And, you know, we throw some great events ourselves. You know, we've got a golf day coming up, Cheshire Dash. Well, we're not throwing that ourselves, but we're the beneficiary, and it's a great event. Um, you know, we've got a ball in September to mark Childhood Cancer Awareness Month at Carbon Park. So we've got loads of events. And just buying tickets and coming along, you know, they're always Sporting, really, really yeah. good events. Um, makes a difference, yeah. you know, it really helps. Well, we'll put a link in so yeah. people can see. That'd be great. Thank you. Uh, so, before we finish, you're both local residents, aren't you? Not far from yeah. here. Mm -hmm. uh, what, uh, for me, I feel like I live in a really lovely place and I live in a lovely part of the world. We're quite lucky to live where we live. Mm, yeah. I was just speaking to uh, Mindy before, who at the Hollies, mm -hmm. they have the Hollies, and she mm -hmm. does like the M project. She this, does, this, yeah. yeah. So, just been speaking to Mindy just then. And we were saying how lucky we are, and she was down in London recently, and look at these high-rise flats where they've got a tiny little balcony, and we live, you know, mm. quite semi-rawly, don't we? Yeah. So what do you, what are your sort of favourite places to go out and eat? If you're going out locally, oh. where would you go and eat? Oh. <laughs> I, I define for me all day long. I love John and, and Ali. They're, they're really good friends of ours, and 
it just so happens to be incredibly convenient that the Joshua Tree <laughs> is located within staggering distance of Defund. I don't come to work drunk or anything. Of course. Obviously. No. Um, but, you know, Friday after work's nice. Um, yeah, for me, Defund, hands down. Yeah, nice, a nice glass of wine. They've got a new menu, you know. Yeah, I know. We went on Saturday. Oh, did it. How did it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's nice. I know. Delicious. It always is. Yeah, so, yeah, it has to be defined for me. Although the plough, my brother-in-law's at the plough. Yeah, you yes. and your parents really going to get into trouble now. The plough as well. Oh, nice. I have to say that as well. Yeah. No kids allowed in the plough. Oh, they're changing oh, I think it. they're changing it. Yeah, we'll, are they? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's not necessarily a bad thing. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, mine are old enough to drink now, so it's fine. Yeah. Me, we go for the piece of Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Danielle? Oh, I've got to choose one. Well, no, you can give us a couple. Okay, so um, I really enjoy the little tap. Oh, I love the little yeah. tap. Yeah. Miles. I think. Yeah, Miles does a fab that. job there and helps. So I've got an eight-year-old, so my needs okay. are probably slightly different than yours. <laughs> no, I've got um, an eight-year-old too. <laughs> and yeah, just being able to pick and have that family time is lovely. Um, Your favourite pub? Uh, pub. Yeah. Favourite pub. I like the Fox and Barrel at Cove. Yeah, yeah, so we yeah, spend a lot of time at Fox amazing. and Barrel. Food's great. And outdoors is lovely as well, isn't it? Yeah. It is. And I think, and I think one place that gets missed a lot is next door in Frodsham. Yeah. Oh, I mean, how he's not got Michelin star, I, I do not know. I've not been. Uh, oh my God, you have to I go. I know, we do. You have to book, but you have to go. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people. Mindy just said yeah. exactly the same thing. Yeah. It's maybe lovely. Oh, it's just, they're just fabulous. Absolutely, yeah. So what about recreationally, if you've got a bit of time off work? What do you do? Clean. Locally, no. <laughs> Apart from at home, if you're going out, would you go out walking somewhere? Do you go to She the... did just tell you what she does recreationally. <laughs> you do enjoy the cleaning. Define. <laughs> Define Fox and Barrel. That's it, I just do those things. I'll go and yeah. Yeah, yeah. Forest. Yeah. So again, yeah, yeah. picking up on your point really, <laughs> uh, I did the whole lockdown dog thing. Okay. Mm. Um, just so got the one? Just the one dog, yeah, that's ample. Um, so yeah, we are dead lucky, aren't we? What we've got yeah, locally mm, to just are. do that and to get out and about. And, um, and the river, the river mm. network's amazing, yeah, isn't it? Is, yeah. Try and get on my bike, but I'm going to end up in it one day. Yes. <laughs> well, don't you can't bike back from Define, that's the... No, 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 no. I no, don't bike and drive. <laughs> don't can bike even. No, no. Those days are gone. Those days are all gone. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, thanks very much for that. You're welcome. welcome. Thank, Thank you for coming in. We'll share it out and we can raise a bit more awareness, hopefully. Next time, tell us it's going to be on camera, yeah? Yeah, I didn't tell Pippa it was on camera because <laughs> I knew she'd say no. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Bye.